I think it's exciting, but I also think it's really nerve-wracking because um, you're going somewhere totally new and you've never been there before. You're going to meet new people. But I think it's exciting because I get to understand these new people and actually um, make friends with them, probably for, you know, lifelong friends. And I think it's going to be a good experience for me, you know, being away from home and I get to experience a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have experienced here. Hey everyone, it's your host Johanna and welcome back to another episode on the Teenage Canvas podcast. Okay, so I've been gone for quite some time and I'm really sorry because I had to study for a major exam in my school and yeah, I know I am supposed to post every week but I'm back with another episode and another guest and I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode so let's hit straight into the episode shall we so on this week's guest she is a student and she studies chemical engineering and she's going overseas to uk soon northern ireland please welcome bye hello thanks for having me how are you doing today bye i'm doing good i just um finished a few assignments and have class later on you are doing university now right from the university in UK, but like you're doing online, right? So can you like share with us um, how do you do it online? Yeah. Okay. So um, my university, we actually use a portal. It's called Canvas. So on Canvas, we actually have all our modules listed there. So we get assignments and announcements from our lecturers, things like that. So I think my university has actually prepared it in a really strategic manner in um, when it comes to online learning. But um, they also make us feel that um, having the distance between us, not meeting the lecturers and things like that, um, they make us feel welcome to always email them about questions that we don't understand or anything in regards to that particular subject. So I think um, my university has been doing it really well, this whole online learning thing. Okay, so you're going overseas soon. How do you feel like entering a new phase in life? I think it's exciting, but I also think it's really nerve-wracking because um, you're going somewhere totally new and you've never been there before. You're going to meet new people. But I think it's exciting because I get to understand these new people and actually um, make friends with them, probably for you know lifelong friends. And I think it's going to be a good experience for me, you know, being away from home and I get to experience a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have experienced here. So um, going overseas during a pandemic, how do you prepare? Um, I think it's really scary right now, but I mean, you know, you have to pack a lot of masks, a lot of sanitizers, these things that are really important. But um, I think, um, you know, social distancing, especially like with the airlines and things like that, they're really cautious. So that makes you feel a little bit safer. However, you know, um, in the country I'm going to, the cases are actually really, really high at the moment. So yeah. I think that, um, you know, um, being in my room most of the time, having classes from my room, having not to go to the lecture hall, I think that is going to you know, help me out in terms of um, less exposure from the virus at the moment. Yeah. So what advice would you give to teenagers or anyone going overseas like you at this pandemic? I would totally say, you know, try to stay indoors um, all times as much as possible. You know, I feel like me going there, I'm just going to go out only to get groceries or something important. But 
aside from that, I'm really choosing to stay in because I feel like it's really scary, especially going overseas into a colder country. I feel like, you know, the virus, it has more capability to, you know, the, the spreading rate is faster over there. So I feel like staying in is really important. Also, um, like prioritize what you have to do outside, like think about whether it's really necessary for you to go out at the moment. And if it's really not, you know, please just stay in. It can be really fatal for you going out at this point. Okay, so I feel like it's really important also to like prioritize what you want to do out there because like um, from my university, I know a few people that have caught the virus because they were not like partying. So partying right now is not really necessary. You can do it some other time because I think your life is more important than partying is. So, you know, people should really take into consideration what they should do at this point of time instead of, yeah. you know, not thinking about it and later you regret it. So are you going to get tested for COVID-19 in UK? Um, actually, right now, it's not compulsory, but I'm choosing to take the test next week. So my university, they set up a walk-in um, COVID testing center. So we can just go there and request for a free kit and they will give it to you or you can ask them to test you and you will get the results within a couple of days. So I think it's a good way for me to see whether I've actually tested positive in any way i hope not but um it'd be great if it comes out negative after a couple of days also so um i think this is a good method for anyone who's traveling students or anyone just get tested if it's possible yeah. and um it will really make you feel secure that you know you're safe you're going overseas and like is leaving your family and your friends everyone behind tough. how do you deal with it Okay, so um, actually when I was in college, I was staying in like a boarding college. So I had my own dormitory and things like that. So my parents would come and see me once a week. But um, I kind of have like adapted to that. Like I think I have, um, you know, gotten more resistant with staying away from my family for some period of time, maybe not as long as being overseas, but I've gotten some yeah. exposure in that way. But um, I think it's just, you know, with technology nowadays, it's really easy to connect my family over a distance. There's Zoom, there's uh, FaceTime, things like that. So I can always call my parents and um, talk to my friends in that case. So I can always keep up with their stories and feel not left out, although I'm not there with them. So um, I think yeah. that's a really good um, thing to put in mind that, you know, I'm not always alone, even though I may be struggling to make friends overseas but um i also have my family and friends even though it's through phone also i feel like um it it can get tough in terms of like feeling lonely because i know from from experience from my friends and cousins they do say that you know first year is always going to be kind of tough because you may not find the right friends for you or you you may struggle to just meet a pe meet people who want to you know open themselves up to you so um, in that situation, I feel like, um, you know, I will need my friends and family for their support and to make me feel like I'm still home, although I'm not. And also, I think uh, one way to cope with food, <laughs> I have um, bought a lot of Malaysian treats like our laksa and a lot of, um, you know, chicken rice. Yeah. Uh, things like that so I can cook it on my own and make myself feel like I'm at home even though I'm not and I think that um, 
that's a great way to feel you know like in touch with Malaysia although I'm not here yeah yeah and like um you go overseas you go to a new country and then you have to like adapt to the environment right right yeah, it's kind of tough in terms of like friends and then with this whole pandemic thing, doing things online and, you know, it's going to make it even harder for me to make friends because you're not meeting people in classes. You're not, you don't get to go out with your friends that you meet in your room, for an example, your, your apartment mates. So you don't actually get the time or the space to hang out with people. So that's going to make it even harder to bond. And I feel like... um in that case, you know, family is going to be really important for me to have that kind of support. So since you're like a straight A student most of the time, how do you do it? Like, can you share some study tips with us? Okay, so this is a bit of a tricky question because I think I've done way more things like out of the normal as a student. I've done things from waking up four in the morning to study and going for endless institutions and also you know asking my teachers plenty of questions until they get annoyed with me <laughs> so um, things like that going out of my way to make sure I know what I'm doing so for an example I think the one of the most like crucial times of for studying for me was during SPM for now so during SPM um, I kind of did this thing where I would wake up at four in the morning to study and morning is the most productive time for my brain that's when I realized during SPM that that time was a really good time for me so I would wake up at four and I would do things that involve numbers so mostly like maths and accounting at maths so things like this um, like to stimulate my brain early in the morning and then eventually um, throughout the day I would do things like um, biology chemistry because these things require knowledge that's already in your head so I would do that during the day. So I kind of learned how to um, maximize my brain capacity because I know that mornings when I'm more productive and mornings when I'm more alert, so I can do things involving numbers. And during the day, when I'm a little bit more tired, I can do things that's already in my head. So um, that's what I did when it came to like SPM. But like uh, with A-levels, I think that uh, A-levels is like constant studying. So I feel like, um, I had moments where I really pushed myself, but I also had moments where I slept. I think that's a normal process for students <laughs> to have, which is when you really progress and when you really slack. So um, I think it's normal. And I think that, um, you know, you don't have to worry. You don't have to feel like, um, oh, like I slacked once. That means I'm going to slack forever. No, it's just you go through something and you just get back from it. You can prove yourself in university that you're actually better than what you were back then. So you can show your results that you've improved. And I would like to keep the same study method I had in SPM throughout my university. So I think that would keep me uh, motivated and keep me focused to achieve the best grades I can. Yeah, you guys should try to wake up at 4 a.m. and start studying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It can get tiring though, but um, I think initially, yes, it was tiring, but once you get used to it, it, it works like a gem. Yeah, you're really able to like um, suck some knowledge in the morning, right? Yes, really a lot. Like I think that is when I'm most alert, most productive, and I could just go on doing that until like 6 a.m. 6 a.m. is when I have to get ready for school around that period. Like I can just keep on working, so... 
yeah that's a good tip i think people should try it out see when you're most productive sometimes for some people it can be at night for me it was morning some people could be at night so learn when you are at your best and then work on it work on the most important things at that time is it good if you you are a night owl um personally i i wouldn't because i think i don't like staying up too late most of the time although sometimes when i drink too much coffee then i do tend to stay up a little later but um i don't recommend it but i think there are people who are more productive at night so if you are more productive at night then yeah you should you know you can stay up up to certain amount of time unless you have um, priorities to do in the morning then maybe you shouldn't but if you are most productive at night then you should make use of that time yeah So one other study tip was that um I did a lot of practice so being passy papers or any online question bank that I could find I would do a lot of questions and do a lot of practice I think that would like keep me on my toes and to make sure that I fully understand what I'm doing any subject it can be I would totally always be doing practice and I would usually finish most of the books that I buy so um that's one thing and i also had like great tuition teachers when i was like in form 5 and also throughout a levels so i think um my teachers were great and that's what really pushed me into getting great results because the way that they teach is so engaging and the way that they teach is so um strategic and they know where students usually um you know they can do badly and they know where students find it easier certain chapter students can find it easier so they focus a lot on the things that we are really weak at and you know make sure that we are fully polished in that particular matter so that makes us you know fully understand everything that we are learning as a whole yeah um i have a question which is um a lot of teacher tells us to like study consistently so is it true Um well yeah I think it is true because like when you don't study for a certain period you kind of lose touch of studying you your brain doesn't process thing as as fast as you would like it to so I feel that um studying consistently it it's really great because I feel that um certain students they actually kind of uh lose momentum they forget um how they used to study and they forget um you know like certain methods that they used and to succeed initially so i feel like not studying for a long period of time can actually make you forget things and lose touch of your study methods yeah and it's very hard to start your engine back again right it is it really is so like studying and everything um you get stressed out right as a student everyone Definitely. gets stressed out so like how do you deal with the stress um what i did was um i usually when i come home for the weekends from my college what i do is i spend a lot of time with my pets so i have a pet dog and a pet rabbit so both of them are really um you know they're cuddle animals they love cuddles so i think cuddling them was a method of me coping with my own stress and also um i do a lot of sports sometimes like i go to play badminton with my friends or i go to the gym these are really good outlets to release your stress you kind of forget about you know things that you have assignments or projects you forget about that when you're exercising so that's a good method also um i used to play the piano so i think playing the piano was also great for me to release that tension whether it could be any anything that was due soon or anything piano was a great way um i still you know i 
I would like to still continue playing the piano, but uh, considering I'm going overseas, I can't do that as much anymore. Okay, so um, I also have this, it's, it's kind of a bad habit, but I kind of always have to eat when I'm studying. I'm um, not always, but like a majority of the time. So um, I guess, you know, your brain needs some kind of fuel. So food is probably my fuel for the brain. So I usually, when I wake up at 4am, last time I would always go downstairs and get a cup of milk and biscuits always every morning just to keep myself awake and um as of recent i would usually get either i think the same thing is always biscuits and yogurt these are my usual um food when i'm studying and i think um you know when when you're studying you have to have for me i feel like i really have to have something to chew so i think it was um I don't know if it's a stress coping mechanism, but it's just something I always do. Yeah, food is like the solution to everything. It is. <laughs> and plus, like, our country has, like, amazing food, right? Yeah, it does. It really does. I don't know. I've never really had savory food while studying, but um, I should try. <laughs> I think I'm willing to try. <laughs> so, uh, what gave you the motivation to study? Like, every time when you study... And then sometimes you'll be like, oh, I don't want to study anymore because it's boring. And then you're lazy. And then, like, what gave you the motivation to study? I think, to be honest, I let that happen sometimes. I let that, you know, I want to rest. I'm tired. If I'm genuinely tired, I do let myself rest. But if I feel like what I've done is not enough and I want to take a break, I don't let myself take a break. And I think what motivates me in that sense is that, you know, you have not done enough for the day. You feel like you you have to continue because it you're, yeah. you're going to slack. You're going to suffer the next day and then, you know, you're going to have more workload the next day or the next week. You, you don't want that. You're never going to catch up by doing that. So I feel like, um, you know, the thought of having work pile up and me having to complete all of it, at, you know, at the end of the day is just really annoying so I avoid that I I, that is one of my motivations and also my motivation is just um seeing where I am now like I feel like I've always wanted to be here like going to the UK doing chemical engineering this was something that I've always wanted and I think that this point that I've come to right now is a result of me having motivation to achieve what I have today so keeping that always in my mind was was important and also it you know now knowing that I've come to this point it pushes me even further because I know I've come to this point I cannot let myself down because I dreamt about this for so long I can't just end here I can't just stop here yeah yeah um so for like those people who like want to do chemical engineering or anything engineer stuff to do Mm -hmm. like what advice would you give them in doing like chemical engineering I think in doing chemical engineering, for me, what motivated me to do chemical engineering was um, the love for the environment. I think people nowadays, we are so irresponsible towards taking care of the earth. You know, we have really ruined it. We don't even have time. We have time, but we're not making use of the time to, to reverse what we have done to our earth. So I feel like that's what really motivated me was to to make a change for the environment. So it really depends on you. If you have, because chemical engineering is such a broad field. So you have to look into your interests. It could be either, you know, like me wanting to save the environment, or it could be, you know, your interest in medication. You want to actually create new medications to solve, you know, 
to actually create a cure for different viruses or different um, illnesses. It could be a lot of interest. It could be interest in power supply or electricity. You want to work in example like TNB or any big electrical company, this kind of thing. So you need to understand your interests first. And from then on, you can continue to pursue chemical engineering. And then you can eventually, I guess, um, do your master's or end your degree by um, choosing a particular field that you're interested in. So you can work in that field and you can make a change in the area that you want to make a change in. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up right here. Thank you. Bye. Okay, thank you again. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode on the Teenage Canvas podcast. If you guys enjoyed this week's episode and you can't wait for more like me, please subscribe and share to your friends or anyone who is facing all these teenage problems, teenage things with us. And you can listen to the Teenage Canvas podcast on Spotify. And so you can click into my Instagram page at Teenage Canvas Podcast. For more updates on um, when I would post any new podcast episodes or some quotes to just like lighten up your day. And so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And please feel free to leave some questions in the comment section or slide into my DMs. See you guys in the next episode.